What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday, and welcome to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS Quick Pitch Podcast. I am James Grande, joined by Howard Bender, not joined by John and Pembo, who lost all his money and, you know, self-respect <laughs> in Las Vegas this weekend. Uh, Howard, what's going on, brother? Happy Monday. You know, I, I could have sworn that he, when I was talking to him, that he was singing No Diggity, but I guess it was No Dignity. Is no what's dignity. going on with Impemba now. So, yeah, bachelor party, uh, losing all his money playing in Vegas, and then uh, and, and drinking his sorrows away at the uh, at the at the swim up bar or wherever he was. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I saw the picture, him and Coop both picked it, was it was very cute. They both posted it together. Um, they were like, Hey, Coop, hey, John, let's post it at the same time. Three, two, one, okay, posted. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, too, <laughs> it's but so romantic. It was very <laughs> John out there in Vegas. Um, John might come back. But hopefully, he doesn't have the uh, the tattoo over the eye like Mike Tyson. Uh, and, uh, but we'll see. We'll have to wait and see on uh, on uh, Monday's live stream here at 5 p.m. Um, Eastern, where you can get your questions answered live by me and John on the Better Sports Network, um, presented by Fantasy Alarm. Seven games here on Monday, Howard. Um, pretty interesting slate. Doesn't look like any true weather. We don't have course field to deal with. Um, just looks like our standard run-of-the-mill seven-game slate, which is the wheelhouse for, uh, I think, everyone around here at Fantasy Alarm. Starts getting over 10? Uh, no. Seven, though? Perfect amount of games, I think. I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah, when, when you can limit your options, I mean, first of all, I hate getting pigeonholed into having to invest in cores. That's always a pain in the ass. Um, so, yeah, now, now you're cutting it down here, uh, seven. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, some good pitching on the top end, some really suspect pitching on the bottom end. So lots of stuff to uh, to investigate here. Yeah, and uh, let's investigate Vegas first and just see if there's anything that stands out. I would say in terms of money line favorites, we still don't have two. Actually, we do. Uh, San Francisco, have they announced a starting pitcher? Uh, do we have that on the board? Alex Cobb projected uh, yeah, according Alex to DraftKings. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at where I'm looking doesn't have a um, listed starter, so I was unsure. Uh but St. Louis opened as a minus 125 favorite there. Uh, the biggest favorite I'm seeing on the board thus far, Spencer Strider and the Braves taking on the Miami Marlins. Minus 240 at home over on DraftKings Sportsbook. Minus 250 on Caesar Sportsbook. If even, you know, juicier odds there. Uh, minus 210 for the Angels taking on the Oakland Athletics. Um, Jose Suarez in that game. I swear, Jose Suarez has been a big favorite like every time he's pitched this year, and he has not been good except for the Yankees start of course when we stacked against them but uh nevertheless Chris Bassett and the Toronto Blue Jays minus 170 at home taking on Lance Lynn and the Chicago White Sox and that's really it in terms of notable Vegas favorites and before I even like look at over-unders I almost can say say with certainty that there's not going to be anything that stands out ah uh, okay there's one, there's one game there's one game that I, has double digits and that's Arizona against Kansas City, which I find incredibly funny considering just how bad Kansas City is. Right. Um, I was actually shocked. Like, I knew they were bad, but I didn't realize they were Oakland bad until I looked yesterday and I was like, oh, both of these teams are 4-16. and 16. Like, that is 
if you were to ask me like blindly, like, oh yeah, the Royals are double the Oakland's Oakland's wins. No, not the case. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and that's interesting that we get even get a ten. This might be the first ten run total outside of Great American, outside of Wind and Wrigley, or outside of Coors Field. I haven't remembered many ten run over unders thus far yet this season. Howard, am I like off? I, this is this is high for a game outside of those three environments. I think, yeah. I mean, I, I think it is as well. I mean, you know, I know Arizona, you know, kind of plays to, I don't even know what they call the field in Arizona anymore. Is it still chase field? I think it is, but like also fields are changing. Uh, yeah. It looks like it's, yeah. It looks like it's chase. Okay. Field so, I mean, you know, I mean, that definitely plays, you know, favorable to hitters. The problem that I have, you know, obviously, is that Arizona's offense isn't really, you know, something, you know, to scream about and neither is right. Kansas city. So, you know, even though Kansas city, I mean, you know, they're, they're facing, um, what's his name? Tommy Henry, who, Tommy Henry. who's, you know, I mean, just called up, uh, but he's a lefty and, uh, and, and Kansas city, believe it or not, Kansas city actually hits lefties better than they hit <laughs> righties. Not by, not by a lot, but you know, they still do. Um, you know, from a betting standpoint, I'm actually kind of looking at the potential of, of just taking the under on there. I mean, I haven't looked into the bullpens and see, you know, whose bullpen has been, you know, really, really horrific Kansas city's now that I I'm looking right now, uh, Kansas city's bullpen second worst in the, uh, in the majors right now with a six, six, nine ERA Arizona with a four, nine, two ERA. That's actually the seventh highest, uh, mm. of, uh, of everybody. So maybe that's, kind of what they're looking at they expect brad keller and tommy henry to give up a couple of runs but you know even just getting into the bullpens i guess they're they're expecting some big things i don't necessarily know if i would bet the uh the over in that game but right. it's definitely something to take a look at because i don't think you know even with the the, the high run expectancy i don't really think that there's going to be anybody who's going to be so outrageously priced that we right. don't want to maybe get like a little piece of something agreed um and brett for for what it's worth, Brad Keller's been pretty good. Outside of his last start, he's been pretty good to start the year, too. Um, you know, Kansas City has had some breakouts in the past couple of years, notably last year, Brady Singer. Uh, maybe this time this term, time around, it's Brad Keller. Uh, nine and a half in Oakland, L.A. is a, is a, is a juicy total as well. Ken Waldachuk was good last time out, ex-Yankee farmhand, but um, has given up a lot of home runs thus far uh, early on in goings uh early on in the season so yeah but angels run production i mean have you looked at them over the last several games i mean the angels really have not been producing nope. they scored four today you know four on sunday against the royals and eight the day before that in a losing effort but then it was like two runs three runs two runs five runs five runs one run you know it's like all of a sudden so the, these bats really aren't taking off as as much as you would like to to sure. think that they would i think things get a little interesting here and we'll talk about waldachek and the angels because they have a lot of hitters in their lineup um that profile good against left-handed pitchers and they have for quite a while i mean uh just to rattle off a couple without the obvious names which i think you know no one needs to sit here and tell you trout otani ward um but Brandon Drury, Luis Ringifo, they've both hit lefties extremely well in the past, and Anthony Rendon as well. So we'll get into it. Let's get into pitching right now. Uh, Spencer Strider, top in the list, significantly more expensive than anyone else, $1,400 more. Can the two-pit guy uh, continue to just pitch with two pitches? 
be successful? The answer has been uh, third pitch and nine strikeouts in each start. Um, and then it kind of drops off. We have Jordan Montgomery, 9,500 in San Francisco, obviously a good pitching environment. And then Sonny Gray against his old ball club here uh, in Minnesota, hosting the Yankees, um, 9,300. How do you assess this top tier? Two of those guys have been really good. Montgomery was really good until his last start against the Arizona Dimebacks. How, how do you break down this top tier, Howard? I mean, all three have been doing, you know, right. extremely well for the for the season, including Sonny Gray. Do I want to use Sonny Gray against the Yankees? Nah, I don't. I don't know. For ninety three hundred, it does seem a little on the pricey side. Right. Um, you know, I would probably. I'll tell you what. I would probably do one of two things because as we go through the rest of this pitching slate, I'll just tell you. For spoiler alert, James, I think it sucks. I think the it, choice of pitchers is absolute hot trash, and so I'm probably going to be looking at building lineups that go with Spencer Strider, and then I'll pay all the way down for little Tommy Henry or something like that and pay mm-hmm. nothing for him right. uh, and basically, you know, punt that second pitcher spot. Because, I mean, I mean, really, he doesn't really have to do a whole lot. If he can get me – we said this about Taylor, you know, Tyler Wells the last time we had this, uh, this stream. If he can get me five innings, give up maybe two or three runs and give me like a, a small handful of strikeouts – He's easily paying off his salary. Anything else on top of that is gravy. So, you know, I'll pay up for Strider because that strikeout potential against Miami is just, I mean, that's going to be so tough to pass on. It's going to be so tough to pass on. But then I might kind of think about it and say, you know, we were just talking about that that Kansas City-Arizona game. Uh, How nice would it be just start both Montgomery and Gray and then get in those uh, the bargain bats off of that game? It would be nice, and San Francisco is very susceptible to left-handed pitching. You know, you know. Remember this last time we were talking, Howard? Uh, that one. Who was that Mets pitcher? Peterson. Like, oh, dude, no, got- no, 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 no. The other one. Um, oh, Joey Lucchese. Lucchese. <laughs> Joey Lucchese looked pretty dang good in that start. Um, but and, and it's not. I'm I'm not patting myself on the back just to like. But it's goes to like what we were talking about just with San Francisco's offense. They are a bunch of lefty bats that hit righties well, but they just strike out a boatload, uh, 30.2% against lefties this year. And that's just going up. Like that was maybe two percentage points lower than uh, the last time we did this, uh, uh, did the podcast. So it's only getting worse. So like, well, uh, you, you, you clearly did not watch the game against David Peterson, on Saturday then, because I I invested in the Mets on the money line because I was oh. like, it's Peterson. If Lucchese can dominate <laughs> these guys, well, certainly David Peterson can, right? Wrong. That dude looked terrible against the Giants. I'll still go back to Montgomery, 100%. But, man, that was uh, that was a little disappointing there uh, with San Francisco. Saturday Saturday was a boxing night for me, Howard. I was I was heavily invested in the uh, Ryan Garcia Tank Davis fight. So uh, everything else was shelved. It was a boxing boxing Saturday. So, uh, but it doesn't surprise me. David Peterson's really good and really bad uh, from one start to the next. Um, speaking of really good and really bad, we've seen the best of Lance Lynn. We've seen the worst of Lance Lynn over the last couple of years. This version of Lance Lynn is not that good and has a very tough spot against Toronto here, um, giving up a ton of hits, a ton of walks. Everything is trending downwards for Lance Lynn, who's getting up there in age. 
Uh, on the flip side of this matchup, Chris Bassett has looked pretty good after his first start. Um, two earned runs or less, three straight quality starts, um, five-plus strikeouts. He gets the White Sox, who, you know, are okay. And that's – and Alex Cobb is the 8K tier. Like, any of those guys interest you? Like, it, for me, it would be Bassett in this tier. Yeah, that's probably it. it. Yeah, that's it. Sure. That's it. Does, where does Bassett, like – I guess amongst the first, what, six guys, right, 8K and up, where does Bassett rank for it? Where, where would you rank him? Because I agree Strider is the must of the bunch. Like, he is my number one, obviously. He's priced the pro, like that way. And I think per do- on a per-dollar basis, Bassett might be my second favorite um, with how he's looked in his last three starts. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, I mean, yeah, the White Sox are dealing with their issues on their own. Um, you know, I've got a lot of Bassett in season long. So of course, you know, the beginning of the season is really kind of, you know, shaking me a little bit, but yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind investing in, in Bassett for this slate, you know, for eight grand, uh, on DraftKings, or if you're going to just use them as a solo shot in, uh, in, in FanDuel. Um, yeah, I would probably do that. I don't know if I rank him above Montgomery, but I definitely okay. would rank him above gray. Okay, cool. Uh, that's, I think that's a fair, like, Whoever you want to put second and third, that's probably like depending on you save fifteen hundred dollars to Bassett, he has the advantage. The strikeout upside probably favors Montgomery against San Francisco. So um I love both spots. What about below AK? Um I mean you mentioned the Tommy Hunt the Tommy Henry play. He didn't look great in nine major league starts last year, hasn't looked great in triple A, but you also have to factor in he plays in the PCL, right? That's I mean, right. that's tough to like quantify at times when everyone's hitting 400 and then they come up to the majors like oh why isn't he hitting 400 anymore and everyone has a six era they come in it's like shut down shut down shut down like oh why doesn't he stink anymore like you know it's like pitching in cores and then leaving cores um but what about below 8k like anything pique your interest at all um i to be brutally honest no i mean (laughs) Again, the only the only names down there because listen, you know, Ed, Ed, Edward Cabrera needs he needs more work, and I'm not going to put him out yep. there against that Atlanta lineup. No, uh, no. Keller is hit or miss, and you know that we're expecting uh, a high game total there. So, I, I, do I really want to try and invest in in that? Probably not. Raya, no. Brito, no. Oh. Uh, Boyd against Milwaukee, that, that could be somewhat interesting. Um, I haven't looked at Milwaukee's numbers against lefties though. So, I mean, I gotta, eh, it's like middle of the road. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing. Oh no, they're actually, they're, they're bad. bad against, they're no, bad. Look at that. They're 32% bad. Strikeout rate too. <laughs> that was a, that was a great, that was a great, like they're middle. No, they're at, no, wait, no, like, they're horrible. In, in real time. <laughs> <laughs> they're horrible. They're horrible. Yeah, oh, no, so they, there you go. Do you do you do you try it out? Do you try going with Boyd against Milwaukee? I mean, he's a, he's a tough sell too. But I guess at, at you know what at sixty six hundred, he's probably got better strikeout upside than both Suarez or Henry. Yeah. Um. What I like about Boyd kind of is the pitch count is obviously on the rise, right? Like he's coming back from. Yeah, I mean, he he only made ten starts last year. Pitch count. Uh, pitch count on the rise, expected ERA 
about in line with his ERA. So he's pitching to like what he is. 40% ground ball rates, fine. Um not a lot of hard hard contact against him though. Only 23%, which I like. Um I don't know. Like we talked about the Brewers. We I'm gonna say this about the Brewers until game 162 and and beyond. Like they are a boomer bust team through and through. Um, they are a team that could go out there and blast their way to 10 runs and have five home runs, and it wouldn't be surprising. And then they could get shut out by the Matt Boyds of the world, and that really wouldn't be surprising either because that's just what their offense is now. Um, that's how they built their roster. So, yeah, I, I guess Matt Boyd. Um, Jose Suarez is the has the second best odds in Las Vegas. If you want to, you know, take that for what it's worth, like minus 210 against Oakland. Is Jose Suarez the best odds down here to get a win? I don't know. He hasn't even gotten through five innings. So I guess it's Boyd. I could see a case for Suarez. Johnny Brito has to face his demons of the uh, seven-run first inning against Minnesota the last time that he faced off against them, so uh, can't really go there. So, yeah, it's probably Boyd or Suarez, and maybe or a dart Henry, on top. Henry, listen, you know what? Henry looked good in his last start against Salt Lake. Okay. Um, you know, only allowed two earned runs in six innings, struck out a, a batter per inning. Um, so, I mean, you know, again, I'd probably just stay with Boyd, but – you know, if you really want to play all the way down there for, I mean, come on, 5K? Yeah. 5K for a pitcher? It's free. It's free. It's free. So let's just, hypothetically, we, we'll, we can just build our lineup at the end. But if we, like, just for example, if we were to go Schreider Henry, forty almost 4,300 a player, that feels good going into, you know, you have catcher where you're likely going to spin down and all that stuff. So I agree. Um, Tommy Henry in our player pool. Um, Kansas City, we don't think much of Kansas City's offense despite that 10-run total. Uh, and we can get to catcher where we have a member of the Kansas City offense uh, at 4,800. Sean Murphy, 5K. Wilson Contreras, 45. We, MJ Melendez left uh, Sunday's game with a lower back tightness. So we'll have to see. There's a lefty-lefty anyway. But what do you make of this top tier? I guess it's only three guys at this point uh, if, if Melendez doesn't play. So what do you make of Murphy, Salvi, and uh, Wilson Contreras here, Howard? I guess it's okay. I mean, there's, there's really, there's, there's nothing great about it. Um, there really isn't like, you know, not, not, none of the top tier really do it for me. I think you can make a case for Perez. You can make a case for Murphy. Um, you know, I, I'd probably, you know, I'm probably only paying up a catcher. Like we were talking about Rutschman the other day. Like that's, that's the catcher I'm paying up for. If I'm looking down, you know, at this right here, and you've got Murphy, Perez, and Contreras are, are my top guys. I might as well just pay down a catcher and just bulk up, you know, in the other spots. I agree. So if we're not spending up, what are we looking at? Um, Alejandro Kirk, 3,400 looks very good. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't been the same. He hasn't shown the same pop this year, but oh, coming alive. 900 OPS over his last 10 games. Ryan Jeffers has been good when he's been in the lineup. We'll see with a righty on the mound if he cracks the lineup. Danny Jansen hit a Yankee Stadium two-run double on Sunday. Like, what are we thinking for this sub-4K tier? 
Um, anything below 4K? I mean, listen, I like Kirk the most out of the, the guys that you just mentioned. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking down even further, actually. I'm looking at like okay. Rogers. Um, are, are, you know, this my <laughs> again, I'm not a Brad Keller fan, despite how he looked in his last start. I wouldn't mind just, you know trying out that Arizona stack. I mean, Marino's 2,700. It's crazy cheap. He's, he's been quite good lately, by the way. Very good. So why wouldn't we Why wouldn't we Agreed. want to try and lock in that kind of a bargain? Agreed. Uh, went into Sunday or into Saturday as the team lead in RBIs, by the way, after his three RBIs on, uh, on Friday. Um, you know, for people who were thinking Gabriel Marino's not, probably not the guy, uh, he looks like that guy, pal. He looks like that guy. Um, <laughs> he just might be that guy. He just might be that guy. Uh, I saw your boy, uh, Matt Tice, hit a home run the uh -huh. day after you, you touted him. I Lefty, lefty. I don't know if he'll be in the lineup, but uh, Waldachuk's allowed a ton of power. That's probably it, right? You probably don't need to go below Moreno. Like 2,700 just feels good. Wallach homered as well in his one start. Maybe he starts against um, Waldachuk. Any interest if he starts against Waldachuk? No. Yeah, you don't need it's a hundred dollars more. You get Moreno, so yeah, you don't you, you don't need to force it. All right, let's let's lock. We're probably gonna just lock. Let's lock Moreno in. That's our first lock. That you know what? No, we're going to Schreiber too. Those were our two. We I think we both settled on Schreiber and Moreno, right? Like <laughs> right, we'll figure out who we want to pitch second for us. Yeah, but we'll, yeah, let's go Strider. Let's go Moreno. Let's hit first base. Let's hit first base indeed where Shohei Otani somehow, some way still registers on the DraftKings uh, platform as a first baseman, uh, which does make it better when you stack the Angels because you don't have to use all your outfielder spots if you don't want to. Um, but we have three 6K guys, and I'll throw Vladdy into the mix too at 5,700. Between Otani, Goldschmidt, Olsen, and Vladdy, What's your favorite flavor at this tier? I know you're you're sipping on the Matt Olson Kool-Aid a lot these days, Howard. Uh, is Olson still your favorite guy at this tier, or what's who who's your guy here? Listen, against a right-hander, Matt Olson will always be my favorite. <laughs> but I mean, come on, Vladdy Jr. against oh, he has against, been... against a very hittable Lance Lynn. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 I mean, I got nothing. He like Vladdy is the has the quietest 340 average around the league right now. Like he's just casually just back to where he was two years ago. And who's even talking like there's not, I feel like it's not even it's like, Oh, Vladdy's 340. Okay. That's where we expect him to be. Well, like dude, he's hitting 340. Like he's, it's insane. You know, um, he's my guy too. Uh, I think Olsen a close second. I actually like using Otani against lefties and Walden Chuck allows a lot of power. So I don't mind going there. Um, Goldschmidt would round up the, uh, the bottom of that list for me under 5k we go uh our boy joey gallo homered on saturday i believe or he homered on he homered in the snow game on friday i think that was yeah, the game was, we like we liked him on that that was that, that was the game that we said why would we go with joey gallo <laughs> that was the snow game uh Joey Joey Gallo loves snow. Apparently, he could see baseballs in snow, or he just you know he just swung blindly and and uh, but facing the Yankees, obviously he's talked very openly about his time in New York and how much he didn't enjoy it. Um, I'm not gonna say there's like revenge narratives in baseball are like the most pointless thing of all time, 
um, because baseball is the hardest sport to like actually have some type of revenge in. But he's been really good, and Johnny Brito can serve up the long ball. Any interest going back to Gallo? We used only first base now. I, he had outfield eligibility the last time we talked. Um, yeah, is he only first base now? Yeah, it's yeah, kind of kind of takes away the appeal because he had the multi-position eligibility, but yeah, now only first base. Yeah, I mean, listen, I have no problem going to him though. Here, I mean, okay. you know, save <coughs> excuse me, save fourteen hundred dollars off of Vlad if we want. I mean, you just. Like I'll use Vlad if I'm playing in the cash games, but I'll use Gallo, um, you know, in the GPP tournaments only because you know he's just got that home run upside. He's an all or nothing guy. You know he's got that dog in him. Oh, I thought that's where you were going with that one. That would have been perfect. That was a. Per- <laughs> you know he's got that dog in him. Uh, you know who has that dog in him? He hasn't showed it yet this year, but we mentioned it uh, earlier. Brandon Jury against lefties has that dog in him, Howard. Um, and I don't love that he now shares a position with Gio Urshela, who now has first base shortstop eligibility. That is the maybe the weirdest first or first like combination of eligibilities I've ever seen first in, in shortstop. But I love Drury against lefties, and like I know he's been bad, but when you look at the numbers last year against lefties, okay, let's I'm pulling him up right now. 626 slug, 327 ISO, 403 Woba against left-handed pitching. Waldachuk has allowed big flies and after big fly to righties this year. Like, I'm not. I we're gonna do a home run call at the end of this podcast. I'm not. I might be. You know, giving my hand away right now, and I might be going to Brandon Jury. Am I crazy for liking him at 36, considering how bad he's been? Or are you? Are you in on Drury as well? I'm actually, I, you You might be a man alone on an island here, my friend, only okay. because I've just never been a big Brandon Drury fan. Okay. And let's face facts. The dude's been around for a while. Last he year, been. he came from completely out of nowhere. All of a sudden have this great year. But if he was that strong of a player, if he was that consistent of a player, then you would have thought that when the Angels signed him, that they wouldn't then start backing him up with, signings like Ursula or other moves that they were making uh, in the off season, which clearly they showed they had no confidence in, uh, you know, in, in Drury being a full-time player for them. So I'm, I'm not a Drury guy. You can, uh, you can have, he, he can be your Joey Lucchese this for today. How about that? I like, I mean, Joey Lucchese did pretty damn good. So I hope he is. I, I, I hope he is. I hope Joey, I hope this is my Joey Lucchese. Players you love that I crap on as long <laughs> as they pan out, it's all good. Right. I agreed. Uh, as long as they pan out, that is all that matters. Um, and I'm, I'm not disputing anything you're saying. Cause you are hundred percent correct. He also had that year, 75% of the time playing in great American ballpark before he was traded. Right. So like, that's also a factor. He was still good against lefties in San Diego, um, but it was worth mentioning those numbers were pretty astronomical. So um, I don't dislike him there. Anything for you, Howard? 3,100 Paven Smith. We have Vis- Vinny Pascaltino down here. Wilmer, Wilmer Flores. Like what? Anything down here interests you? No, not not in that range. You know, you can keep scrolling all the way down. Today okay. and only today will probably be the only time that you'll ever hear me say. Hey, Brandon Belt, only 2,200? I might be in on that, right? The lefty-righty matchup against Lance Lynn, 
Um, Belt's got three hits in his last four games. He hit the home run. Uh, I think it was Friday's game. Yeah, uh, that, that he jacked one and had had like four RBI in that one. So yep. all of a sudden, you know, maybe if, if Brandon Belt's waking up even just a little bit uh, for twenty two hundred. I mean, come on there. I would I would do unspeakable things in this world just for twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah. And Brandon Belt. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah. Brandon... oh, you had to think about that one for a second. huh? Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Bell is has been snake bit by a bad ballpark his whole career, and now he gets to a good ball hitting environment, and he's been terrible. Uh, it's hilarious, right? Because he's been good in the bad environment, and he's been terrible in the good environment. Um, but maybe things are going to start clicking. Toronto moved the ball, the walls in there in in their ballpark. Lance Lynn, perfect perfect marriage for a better hitting environment, and uh, you know. I need to break out of a slump. Let me do it uh, for Brandon Belt. So I agree, twenty two hundred. Brandon Belt looks good. Uh, I don't hate. I'm gonna. I don't hate Jesus Aguilar. <laughs> you don't have to whisper it, man. Come on, okay. be proud he, of it. He hit. Uh, I had a little interest in Oakland the other night when they lost, uh, forty seven to three to Texas, and Aguilar actually hit third and hit a home run. I don't know. Like I don't dislike the top of that Oakland lineup. It's kind of intriguing. A story Ruiz is a lot of fun. Um, who's the second baseman they just called up? Um, jo- uh, jo- Jordan Diaz. He's been good since being called up. And Brent Rooker has been an, like a surprise, I think, to every single human being with all the power that he's flashed. So uh, Aguilar, I don't dislike more so because of the matchup. Uh Jose Suarez stinks. He stinks. Uh, although he's 210 on the money line, he's he's not good. So uh, Aguilar should be in the middle of that lineup. Uh, that's We're getting dirty. Yours is belt. Mine is uh, Aguilar. On to second, where we can uh, clean up a little bit. Thyro Estrada, 5,500. Multi-position eligibility. He's been very good for the Giants this year. Ozzy Albies, historically better from the right side, will hit lefty here. But the power has been there for Albies. Labor Torres has been meh lately. Nolan Gorman has been awesome. Luis Arias has been awesome. Cantel Marte is here in a good game environment. How do you assess this 4K and up, and up tier? Um, you know, I mean, if I'm if I'm not using Montgomery, then I'll probably be able to look at Estrada. 5,500 for Estrada, though, it does seem a, a little bit high. I mean, I it know is, he's been sure. having a, a good season. I'd probably, I agree with you. You know, I, I like to hit Albies when he's going up against the lefty. Um, I don't necessarily know if I want to use Gliber against Sonny Gray. Yeah, no. uh, the Nolan Gorman call is, is to me, I think that's a fantastic call. I'm a big fan of Nolan Gorman. It's just straight power. Um, I like that a lot and because I'm not going to use Arias against Strider. That's no. that, that, that would just be silly. No. I like to tell Marte yeah, but I, I I think Gorman for three hundred more makes more sense. Uh, he's been awesome, and who knew what they were gonna do? Like they have so many guys on that team, but they just can't take Nolan Gorman out of the lineup because he's hitting. So as long yeah. as he's gonna continue to hit, he's gonna be in the lineup every day. Um, big day for Jorge Polanco on Sunday. He has returned. Um, I'm just saying. I tweeted it out. Anyone can go to my Twitter. It's right here on the screen. The underscore real underscore grande. I said Minnesota. 
the highest implied run total. What? Just be prepared for them to let us all down. And what do they do? They scored three runs. Uh, yes, that is. Yep, there you go. There you go. Nice, nice. I'm just telling everybody, mind the underscores. Yes, <laughs> yes. Mind the underscores here. Listen, um, I I was going to get rid of the underscores, and then uh, Justin Fensterman came up with this great segment on SiriusXM and called deemed me the king of the underscore, and it just it felt so good, you know? I was the king of something, Howard, so I, I had to keep it, you know? Um, okay. But the king of being good lately, Jorge Polanco, uh, five hits in his last three games, only three games he's played this year, but had the home run on Sunday. Um, look, he was really good two years ago he was really mediocre last year but he's a good baseball player wasn't in the lineup last time they faced johnny burrito um i kind of like jorge polanco quite a bit at 3900 i agree i think that polanco at 3900 is a great call and 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 the best part is is that he just came back from the il and he started off hot so you kind of want to you want to ride this momentum Right. Uh, for a little while, you know, and, and don't worry about, it, you know, if he goes 0 for 4, okay, but 3,900, it's not the worst thing in the world for you to have to pay uh, for that. But, I mean, he's he's always been, you know, in the seasons that he's done well, he's hit for a good average. He's got some power. Uh, I'm a big Jorge Polanco fan. I love him here at, uh, at 3,900. Um, and, yeah, I like that $500 discount that you get off of Nolan Gorman. Right. I think you can get more out of Polanco than than Gorman. Gorman, you're, you're just hoping for a one for four with a home run. Agreed. Against so, the ground ball, against the ground ball pitcher and Alex Cobb. If Alex Cobb is keeping the ball down, there's no home run coming. So yeah. Johnny Brito, we saw. <laughs> you know, I, I think you should just. I think personally, because I've looked at the rest of this position, I I, I might lock in Polanco. Um, I'm down to lock him in. I have a couple names. To throw out, throw your way. I want to throw a couple names at you and see what you think. Um, you and I, I'm not saying they're better plays than Polanco, but just for the people at home not wanting to play Jorge Polanco, um, or for the people that want to play Johnny Brito, whoever the two people are that want to play Johnny Brito. Um, <laughs> another lefty killer last year, Luis Rangifo, uh, has not been great. He led off on Saturday, then he hit fifth on Sunday. He hit lefties really well last year. Any interest in Ringifo? Uh, I told you, I'm, I'm kind of down on this Angels lineup. Okay. And the fact that they, they couldn't even cover the run line against Kansas City on Sunday, like, I'm sorry, man. That's just, that's mm. esta no bueno, papi. Uh-uh-uh. Mm. I wonder if this is, there's some, there's something going on here. Doesn't cover the run line, doesn't let, I think, you know, they, Okay, that's okay. Okay, uh, second name. Uh, second name. I am, I'll talk. I am a what have you done for me lately? Type Agreed. guy. I'm sorry. Agreed. No, I'm I agree. Sorry. Someone who has done pretty well lately since being called up, Jordan Diaz for o- Oakland, uh, hitting second in their lineup, has a hit in four straight games, RBIs in three of the four, two extra base hits. Any love? Twenty-seven. I'm telling. I'm not gonna sit here and say that we should stack Oakland, but if you wanted to get dirty and needed value. Aguilar, the top four of their lineup, it could be worse than those four guys. And Jordan Diaz hitting second isn't the worst at 2,700. Well, I'll tell you what, because, you know, if you want to speak about it in in relation to lineup construction, if you wanted to build a lineup and you wanted to use, let's say, Strider and Bassett or Strider and Montgomery, Montgomery. 
then you're going to have to find ways to pay down. Now, we've identified Moreno as super cheap. Um, We both like Vlad, but, you know, I'm like, ooh, hey, 2200 for Brandon Belt, which says, you know what, I can pay up for Polanco. But if I wanted to go Vladdy Jr. as my first baseman, then screw it, man. Pay all the way down to Diaz and save yourself a few bucks. Uh, and, and you know, because, I mean, listen, if there's a position where you, you're going to be able to punt it, second right. base is definitely a position that, that's a very puntable position. Right. So if you wanted to go down there, you just have to say, all right, well, um, you're going to commit then to paying up for, uh, for, for Vladdy at first base. Right. And we know as we move on to third base, uh, perfect transition, third base is always a position that has a lot of top talent. Maybe not today. I mean, no... Uh, Nolan Arenado's here, Austin Riley, Matt Chapman, slightly below them, Josh Rojas, Anthony Rendon, DJ LeMahieu. Any of those names stand out? I love Austin Riley against both splits. He hits righties, he hits lefties. But 5,800 is, I would rather spend 5,700 for Vladdy if we could only pick between the two. Um, I don't hate the idea of going Matt Chapman to start a Blue Jays stack, because I think there's an outfielder that we're both going to like on the Blue Jays um, as well, who hit a home run against the Yankees on Sunday, sad. Um, but Chapman, 52, like anything above 4K that stands out. Are and- you, are you, wait, what, what, what part of uh, Toronto are you stacking? Are you stacking Springer, Vladdy? Varsho. Oh, Varsho. I love. I'm a, I'm a Dalton Varsho guy. Hey, I you're love a big Varsho guy, huh? Okay. Yeah, I liked, I like Varsho. Right on. Um, so I just, I mean, the way, so Varsho and Lance Lynn is a, at least he's been historically a big cutter guy. Varsho hit a second deck home run off uh, Clark Schmidt's cutter today that sat middle, middle. It just profiles so good for Varsho, just his swing and like the path of his swing. So that's why I was going to say to like, if we were to do Chapman, you, you can't in the lineup construction that we had, like if we did go Montgomery, we couldn't get to Springer unless we probably dropped down to Bassett, I would say, because we're just right. we don't have the money. Um, so Varsho, just without looking, is has been hovering around 4K all year, and just profiles good. So like back to third though, like that was all with the idea of using Matt Chapman, and which I'm not totally for, not against. I was more so asking you is chat like who's your top 4K or an above uh, above third baseman. Um, for me, it's Chapman because I like the Blue Jays a lot. Um, so then let's do it, dude. That's, you know, like, that's the thing. Like I could sit here and tell you why I want to go with Austin Riley or why I want to go with Nolan Arenado. But if you, if you feel that strength in that play for Chapman and you want to do it, I mean, shit, man, let's do it. Let's, let's stack those suckers up and, and get yourself a little, here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to move on it right now. I'm going to, I'm building a lineup while we're doing this. So let's okay. get Vladdy in there. I'm going to lock Chapman in as well. And I'm going to put Varsha in there as the, what, the two, three, four hitters? Yep, two, three, four. Yep. Okay, leave he's it 4K there. Again, he's 4K. Varsha's 4K. Every, he's every slate. And then for um, second base, we were I want to pay down for... Jordan Diaz. Jordan Diaz. Oh, it's not leaving us a ton of money here left. So. I know. Well, that's so... Without, if we were to not go Chapman, the rest of third, I think, does have 
some interesting names. Brian Anderson, double-donged on Sunday. Um, and that goes back to, like, Milwaukee boomer bust type of situation where you get the double-dong for Brian Anderson, you're in a very good position. 3,400, um, pretty good matchup against Matt Boyd. We liked Matt Boyd, but also understand what Matt Boyd is as a pitcher at this point. Um, right. So I think Anderson is a pretty good value, 34. Evan Longoria has been okay. He's been better against lefties, but hey, man. 856 OPS this year for Longoria. I know he's been playing part-time, but he's in the lineup. Good over-under in that game, and you mentioned you're not fond of Brad Keller. Um, I, I, Jake Berger is hitting only home runs. That's all he does. He just hits home runs. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it dried up pretty quickly here at third. Howard. It does dry up quickly, doesn't Ooh, it? It dried up pretty quickly. I mean, Jose Miranda had a good day on Sunday, two for three with a walk. But, like, other than Brian Anderson, I really don't have – like, I do like Chapman and GPPs because we know what his power upside. And this has been forever the thing with Blue Jay stacks. Nobody plays Matt Chapman. Like, Matt Chapman's just the forgotten guy. So, um, want to just go with Chapman or Anderson, or what do you think? I'll, listen, I'll go with Chapman. I'll lock him in there because I know that it's going to, you know, let's let's do it with your stack. I'm, I'm very curious because, you know what, I'm going to go with, uh, with, with a similar stack with a little okay. bit of an alternative to it for you. Okay. Um, and, and we'll just, and, and then I'll just share the lineup with you at the end of this, but Let's let's lock in Chapman because yeah, I mean, listen, the rest of the position is is hot trash. Yeah, it's bad. Um, So shortstop for us, we won't be able to spend up, Um, but I think you could definitely get to Bichette if that's a way you want to differentiate in instead of Chapman, you want to go to Bichette at shortstop. That's fine. Uh, We talked about a shot already. William Dames, I actually like better against righties, uh, but. You know, he does get the Matt Boyd matchup at home. He's hit at home very well. Bobby Witt is interesting. Bobby Witt has been really hot lately. Um, he was three four hitting 341 going into Sunday's game, then homered to extend the hitting streak to five. I think if you want to get to Bobby Witt, that's fine. But I think we're going to want to live in this sub-4K range. Anthony Volpe, 3,800, continues to get on base. I know Sunday was a tough day for him. First time he hasn't been on base in like 12 games. Um, but I think under 4K, as long as he's under 4K, he's in play. Geraldo Perdomo, Howard, has been surprisingly good this year. No speed, which I think we're kind of like, hey, dude, like, where's the speed? Like, you have all this gap. Anytime you hit the ball in the gap, you're showing off speed. But, like, one stolen base, hello. Um, Vaughn Grissom has been disappointing. Oswald, Oswald Peraza has looked okay since being called up. Um, What's your what's your thoughts on short? Another kind of kind of a crap uh, position here. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's yeah. I mean, there's really there's not a lot of interest here beyond. I don't even know if I want to go with Bichette either, just because I don't want to overinvest nope. too much nope. in uh you know in in this Toronto lineup. I like the stack that we're working on right now. Agreed. Um, yeah, Domus against the lefty. It's okay, still pricey at fifty four. Um, you know, Edmund is always an intriguing option. I'm sure. not a big Alex Cobb fan, so I might look at uh at Edmund as a guy that that you know kind of fills that need. You know, Volpe, as long as he's gonna he's gonna hit atop that Yankee lineup, should always be in play, like you said, if he's under 4K. That's probably the 
those are probably the two guys I, I'd be interested in, and, and including Urshela. I know you're not like in on the Angels, but um, I'm a little more in on the Angels than you. Pick between Volpe and Edmund. Like if you were if we were building finishing building this lineup, like Volpe or Edmund for you? I'd probably go with Edmund. Then I think just his experience against Alex Cobb okay. a lot more significant than you know Volpe as a rookie trying to you know outwork uh, Sonny Gray, who yep. you know he's been good. He has been good. And he's been really good against righties, specifically 176 batting average against 480 OPS against Sonny Gray this year. Lefties have gotten to him a little bit, uh, but the Yankees <laughs> Yankees are throwing Willie Calhoun and Frank, uh, Frankie Cordero out there from the left side. So, so uh, don't, don't have to worry about <laughs> that much. Uh, finishing it off at the outfield, we have a plethora of guys over 5K. Um, talk to me about a couple of your favorites here over 5K, Howard. Um, let's see. Over 5k in the outfield. I mean, Acuna is just absolutely yeah, insane. I mean, uh, yeah, like Acuna, Judge, Otani, Trout. You can't really, you can't go wrong with them. It's a matter of can you afford them? Agreed. Because you can probably only afford one. If you even you know you're just you're building a legitimate lineup. Right. Um, so if that's the case here. I would probably lean Acuna. Like, he has you know, the highest ceiling, right? Like his ceiling yeah. is just higher than everyone else's. It is. Or I, you know what though? I mean, Trout at fifty nine yep. uh, against the lefty and Waldachuk. I think that's actually a, a really nice move as well. Yeah, Waldachuk this year against righties Howard, um, sixteen and two thirds innings. So obviously we're not a big sample, but fifteen earned runs, six home runs. 347, 422, 653 slash allowed against right-handed bats. Like that is like league worst. The, like he's going to give up Josiah Gray home run numbers if he continues that. Uh, <laughs> Josiah Gray gave up like 40 Josiah. bombs last year. So um, I agree. I, I think the, the, and this is, and this leads me back to my point at first base with Drury and Rangifo. And like, that's why I am a little interested in the angels a little more than you, I would say, because we've seen what Waldachuk has done. He looked good as last start. I'm really happy for him. He's looked really bad in all those other starts. So I agree. I think trout and Acuna for me, when we dip our toes under five K, um, Yelich, tough spot against Boyd, lefty-lefty, and he's kind of stunk. Taylor Ward homered on Sunday. Buxton stunk it up on Sunday, but he gets Johnny Brito, who has really struggled with righties this year specifically. Uh, so Buxton in a in an advantageous spot. George Springer down to 4,600, huh? I love that. that I, is... know, I mean, there are certain guys, like when they start, when the prices start dropping – I take a, a much greater interest in them. You know, I, well, I, 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 you know, when, when you get to a guy where you're just like, he's so wildly underpriced, I don't think 4,600 is wildly underpriced, but he's just know. always 5k. It's, I mean, he's been, look at through the one, he's been under 5k once since April 4th. So yeah. pretty much since the season started, um, looking at some, Expected numbers too, Howard. So George Springer hitting has a 272 Woba. Expected Woba 346. Like two 230 Babip 
484 expected slug. Like, <laughs> just talk about a guy just getting unlucky, right? Like, that's just all these, like, everything suggesting the luck is going to turn. I also think it's very interesting. 44% fly ball rate this year compared to 37 last year. So he's even lifting the ball even more this year. Um, those ball, those walls in Toronto are coming in. So uh, Springer 46. Talk to me. Ooh. Ooh. Corbin Carroll, 4,400. Speak to me, Howard. What do we think? Corbin Carroll, 4,400. Corbin Carroll at 4,400 is, uh, is, is very, very nice, especially with that matchup against Brad Keller. You know, there there are a couple of guys in here that I'm kind of eyeballing a little bit. Um, You know, I mean, and and it actually, I started eyeballing him at Hunter Renfro at 51, but still, still a little pricey, but you know, Hunter Renfro at at the the 51 is the nice spot. Carroll at 44 is, is really good. Like really, really good. Uh, Springer at 46 is a solid price as well. That's probably about it. I, I never like to invest in, Jorge Soler, nope. um, you know, Buxton is always, he's the bane of my existence. Uh, I don't need the lefty on lefty crime with Yelich. Carroll's an intriguing guy. He's definitely an intriguing play. Another stolen base on Sunday, uh, gives his eighth of the year, two for three on Sunday. So now three multi-hit games over his last five. And man, what, like Arizona hitting this dude, like seventh to start the year is still hilarious to me. Like what are we doing? Like, just put him in the top half of the lineup immediately, right? Like, he's your—he's already your best player. Like, let's just get on with it. Um, yeah, I love Corbin Carroll. I mentioned Varsho at 4K. I love Varsho. Okay. Profile's good in this spot against Lance Lynn. And then we get below 4K. I think we're going to see some names we like. Um, I, at this moment, don't see many. Trevor Larnock is 3,600. Lourdes Gurriel against Brad Keller's 3,600. Um, where did this dude's power go? Who knows? It's evaporated. <laughs> um, what What do you see below 4K that peaks? I mean, Eloy at 35 is, to crazy. me, also kind That's of crazy. criminal as well. That is crazy. Right? I mean, you're sandwiching him in between Max Kepler and, and, Brent, and Brent Rooker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't disrespect Brent Rooker's name. I like will that. disrespect Brent Rooker all day long, baby. All day. Um, so yeah, it's not a it's not a great tier of guys. There's nobody out there who's really like jumping off the page. But you know what? I, I don't mean to depress you, but scroll further down, and there's really not a whole hell of a lot to like here either. <laughs> I don't want to make you even more sad than you already were. I mean, were let's let's put it this way: if you're gonna lock in Varsho, why isn't Varsho in our lineup? Put Varsho in that. Oh, lineup, sorry, sorry, buddy. sorry, 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 sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. What you could do is you could, if you if you're into Estuary Ruiz, you could stack against Suarez, oh, and baby. using Ruiz probably leaves you with a boatload of money to get a, a decent bat in there. We're not gonna have jobs after Monday. Re- using Re- recommending stacks. an Oakland stack. <laughs> That's You're gonna you, get caught. Uh, That's all you. That's me. not me. Excuse me. Uh, you guys recommended Oakland, right? That was you. That was the. You guys were the podcast. Uh, oh, so that's, yeah. removed, talk, to, talk to James Grande. He's the one wearing the Brent Rooker jersey right true, now. True. It is underneath my uh, my uh, <laughs> the shirt that I'm wearing. I am wearing my Brent Rooker shirt. I just didn't want to feel. I didn't want to seem biased on the podcast, so I didn't. 
I wore it underneath my shirt, but it is Brent Rooker. If you're listening, it is underneath my shirt. Um, I mean, I'm okay. I mean, look, I think Astoria Ruiz gets on base and he is a bottle rocket. We all know how fast the kid is so fast, right? The one thing we have to worry about is a lefty on the mound. Um, you know, obviously people don't run as much when a lefty's on the mound this year. Everyone's running when everyone, it doesn't matter who's pitching. A story, here's my thinking with Astoria Ruiz. Astoria Ruiz can get on, steal a base, score a run. That's 10 fantasy points off the bat, right? You have 10 fantasy points from a guy who's 2,900. We're already using the second hitter. Maybe Jordan Diaz is the guy who drives him in. There you get five more fantasy points. You get 15 fantasy points just from them alone. Or if he Diaz, if Diaz were to double, it's 17, right? I don't know. I, I don't hate it. Okay. I, 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 let's, before I fully commit to a nut, to an open staff, okay? Before we go there, there's nothing, is there? There's, there is actually just nothing. I was really trying to find something to like just keep us away, keep our jobs, you know, keep this thing going strong, but there's, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing you can do. <sighs> but use the story, Ruiz. All right, thirty nine hundred, Howard. That's. But so I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it if you are. Well, here, here's the thing. Let me ask you this. Let me pose the question. We have thirty nine hundred for this lineup build, which puts us in 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 a spot that I don't think we love. We could always pivot to your guy, Tommy Henry, and then. Oh no no! Now you're now you're just ruining <laughs> shit, dude. Now you just well well hear well hear me out. We can either do. I don't want to well, hear you out. Okay, okay. No okay. no no! Come on, we only have we only have like five minutes to go here in the stream, dude. So well, here, I was let thinking. Me hear you out. I was thinking if we went Henry, then we didn't have to play Oakland. We can. We have forty nine hundred dollars, which puts us in Hunter Renfro range. It puts us in Corbin Carroll range. If we played Corbin Carroll, we can get Carroll and Renfro. But it's all dependent. It's basically Renfro, Carroll, Henry versus Bassett, Story Ruiz, and a $3,900 outfield. I just didn't feel great about that range of outfielders, right? Like, if we played a third... Who was the $3,900 outfielder that you wanted? Um, If we go... Story Ruiz, he's twenty nine hundred. Who's who is the last piece in here? Is it Larnack for thirty nine hundred? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we have thirty nine hundred left for one outfield spot. All right, let me see. Hang on, let me see. Now I gotta look because I'm actually I'm I'm doing something. I'm entering con like I'm just blindly entering contests here, like as if it's no big deal. Um, let me just go back to assigning that line. Oh, nope. Shoot. Damn it. I just screwed that up, man. Um, all right. $3,900 outfielders who I'm looking for. Let's yep. see. Um, I could go Tyler O'Neill. I hope he hits for some power against Cobb. That's fine. Larnock. Yeah. I mean, as a lefty bat against Brito, that's not terrible. 
I mean, why, why not just go for, well, but like, you know, well, I guess if, if we're going to think about using Bass, are you using Bassett in that lineup? Yeah, or? we could, I could not get to Montgomery in this lineup. That's, that's the problem. Okay. So then you can't go with Eloy. <laughs> that, so this is why you're I big on Brian Anderson, dude. You're, you're big on Anderson. What about him? I like Brian Anderson here. We're not using Boyd and Boyd is obviously hittable. Like he's not good. This year, let's see what he's been against righties. Matt Boyd against right-handed bats, 740 OPS, not great, but 338 Woba is pretty good. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go, Brian Anderson. Let's let's round this lineup out with Brian Anderson. All right, line it up with Brian Anderson. I like it. I like so it. For those uh, listening, uh, not listening on the Better Sports Network, but listening on Spotify, iTunes, and all the other podcast platforms, you intake Spencer Strider, Chris Bassett, Gabriel Moreno. Vladimir Guerrero, Jordan Diaz, Matt Chapman, Tommy Edmond, Dalton Varsho, Astoria Ruiz, Ryan Anderson, and five hundred dollars remaining. Howard, we have about we have uh, like two minutes left. What do you think? Uh, what do you think gonna, about giving me a home run call here? Well, I'm not. Oh, I, you got a lineup? I got. Line, lineup? I got two. I got two. All right, let's let's hear the let's 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 hear your lineup because they're all pivots off of yours. Okay. All right, because you your Perfect. main stack, you've got Vladdy, you've got Varsho, and you've got Chapman in there. Yep. Two, three, four, right. two, three, four, and then the Oakland one and two. And then that's so like I'm going a, I'm going a little differently here, and I'm gonna okay. go with the three, four, five. I'm gonna go Chapman Varsho belt mm. as my stack. Okay. Okay, so now I've got here's my first lineup, right? Oh, I gotta get out of here real quick. First lineup is Strider Montgomery. With Moreno, Belt, Diaz, Chapman, Edmund, Trout, Varsho, Ooh. and Ruiz. Ooh. Wait, wait. Here's the other one. Strider Bassett. Marino, Belt, Polanco, Chapman, Edmund, Trout, Varsho. And then I threw a little Jake McCarthy in there. Who knows? Maybe Brad Keller can actually be the one to ignite Jake McCarthy. I am a Jake McCarthy stand, so I hope so. All I right. hope so. Well, you got 10 seconds to wrap this shit up then, buddy. And that'll do it here on the Better Sports Network with Howard Bender and James Grande. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be live at 5 p.m. We'll catch you guys later.